Where'd you get that, mate? Well, funnily enough, I was just up at the Cheeky Monkey Brewery production facility in Vass, in the industrial area up there, and, uh, mate... Not only are they making bulk amounts of quality beers and canning them up, but you can sit down, order a little wood-fired pizza, and uh, get a frothy one out of the keg straight off the wood, mate. Jeez, Adzie, that sounds like an endorsement deal to me. Well, a matter of fact, it is, my good friend. Uh, I'm proud to announce that this next episode of Barreled Surf Podcast is brought to you by the good folk at Cheeky Monkey Beer. It's a quality local brewery here in the southwest, just like us, and it's pumping out some delicious frothy beers. Wow, Adzi, it sounds like you sold yourself out for a couple of beers, mate. Of course I bloody have, T-Bone. You should know me better than that by now. <laughs> but uh, not just any beer, mate. It's got to be a cheeky monkey. G'day punters, T-Bone here, and welcome to another episode of Barrel Surf Podcast. It's a Thursday balmy evening in the southwest, and we're in the shed quarters with none other than Ads Kennedy. How are you, Ads? Good, thanks, mates. Uh, yeah, good to be here. Summer's well and truly kicked in. It's uh, 7.30. This is an up-late version for us, isn't it? Uh, us it old is. cronies. <laughs> we <laughs> usually do the 4 o'clock, but it's still light, 7.30 out there, and... Uh, yeah, it's summer. It's January, and we've uh, got a couple of special guests that usually roll in about this time of year for a, um, a bit of uh, work slash recreation. Who, who's that, T-Bone? We certainly have, mate. We've got a big local event um, this weekend, and we've got two special guests, as mentioned. Uh, first special guest, Justin Majex, the Surfing WA Events Manager. Welcome, Justin. Yeah, good day, boys. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us, and um, pleasure to be in the... Uh the the shed quarters and um yeah having a having a yarn with you stoked to have you here mate and we've got another bloke that i haven't seen for probably about 10 15 years he goes by the name of smiling billy james welcome to the podcast <laughs> billy g'day mate it's good to see you again it's well, been it's a, a while 15 years I'm, i was just thinking then as you're introducing uh those days at wayne jaggard's house by around the pool maybe a couple a of afl smoke, grand yeah, finals maybe naked on the wall falling back over and shocking the neighbors <laughs> so it's good to see you bro no mate it's been great i'm honored to be at the shed quarters and i i must mention namu is absent we've, we've given him a bit of r and r he's headed over to rotto to have a bit of a well-deserved break so r and r and r third one for the rotto that's yeah. right yeah so as Ed's, Adzi did mention before, we've got a real special event uh, this weekend. Um, Justin, can you tell us a little bit what's happening this weekend? Yeah, uh, absolute pleasure. Um, Taj's Small Fries is uh, WA's biggest junior surfing event. Uh, this year marks 16 years that the event's um, been held on the beautiful coastline of yelling up and um we've ticked so many boxes over those 16 years and of course um this was all inspired by local legend and yelling up surfing hero taj burrow and um yeah just a, an epic event uh record numbers of groms competing this uh this weekend over the next three days i should say and yeah what a better place to kick off the surfing wa calendar than um i think one of the spiritual homes of surfing in wa which is yelling up so sure. yeah classic mate you you mentioned record uh, numbers this year I sort of thought that maybe this year might have been a bit down on numbers mate so no over east ones surely where are all the juniors coming from this year yeah it's so surprising um, you know when we started 
chatting with Taj all the months ago, probably eight months ago, to be honest, when we first had a, had a chat about whether we could do it or not um, in the height of COVID. And um, I said, 100% we can do it. And um, it's funny how the little twist of fate is that, you know, it's all West Australians setting records. And, you know, the thing is that it's great to have the East Coasters and the internationals that have um, flavoured the event over the years, but it means local kids miss out. So yeah. unfortunately, with our borders being shut so hard and so tight by the Premier, um, yeah, the kids couldn't get in and we've refunded probably uh, at least a dozen entries from the East oh, Coast yeah. between New South Wales and Queensland. But yeah. um, those spots have opened up for local kids who've See, grabbed them. And awesome. um, yeah, we're, I think there's three spots in it, but this is the biggest small fries. We've got three 10-hour days coming up. Oh, it's, yeah. And we dragged you in here the night before it all just to stick a few cold ones in you. And, uh, <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah, but, uh, twist my arm. I'm not complaining. <laughs> But um, hey, uh, just one sec. Yeah, so um, the forecast, mate, for the small fries looks pretty good. Pretty, uh, I mean, pretty summery, but proper easterlies in there. Um, not just the raging south-southeaster that we get uh, a lot of summer from seven o'clock onwards. So, um, you know, the swell's dropping off, but there was a little bit around today, and um, yeah, it's uh, looking pretty good. Where, whereabouts are you thinking ahead in tomorrow? Yeah, so um, we're so blessed with so many iconic spots here in Yelling Up that we've um, been able to take the event to over the last 15 years. And yeah, this year looks like, again, we've got great conditions, um, three days of you know pretty much offshores the whole way through. So See. sometimes we struggle with you know who gets the onshore heats, who gets the, yeah. the two hours of offshore in the morning, but we don't have that worry. Um, we've got long days and it's all going to be you know fairly well clean. So... Uh, yeah, I had a surf today, uh, you know, a lot of south in the swell, so not getting into some of the better spots, but, yep. you know, a lot of the groms have been frothing out. There's a good little bit of sand at shallows just in front of Taj's place, and Sweet. I think that's been the most consistent spot or the, the spot we've gone to the most over the last 15 years so judges and commentators can do it from his lounge room there with it'd, a it'd, next, be, it'd with be nice or? it'd be nice but uh yeah <laughs> Billy I think, likes the looks of that yeah, bring that on i think <laughs> with the forecast and you know the the swarms of flies that have been kicking around um that would be nice but no nah, we got to get down and get dirty and get yeah, yeah. sweaty and sandy and that's part of our job and we love it mate and um geez you guys have had some epic years of surf like I've noticed over the years, like, um, you know, in at Inge's where it usually needs big swells, you know, and you guys have had epic pumping like four foot in there, which takes quite a lot of swell to get in there. And that's middle of summer. Um, obviously, the standout Cyclone Bianca swell that how long, what year was that, you reckon? Like 10 years ago, maybe? Uh, yeah, good. That was probably 20... Oh, you're really testing my okay. memory. I should have prepared a little bit better. No, but sorry. We'll just call it 2010. Yeah, but, uh, thereabouts. Mate, that was just unbelievable for those that don't know our area. Um, we rely on 99.99% south to southwest swells um, all year round. And very, very rarely do we get one out of the north. And um, geez, that one really, no one really believed the forecast. The forecasts were there and... No one really believed it, and the small fries was on at Yelling Up. They had it all cordoned off, and uh, they were out surfing normal Yelling Up, and then as the morning went on, there was just these crazy lefts started appearing down the reef and nowhere even near the competitors. I think Taco was one of the first ones out there, and it was just ended up going down in history as one of the, the greatest days of surfing 
in this coast. Uh, did you get in the water that day, mate? I, I surfed Inge's that afternoon. I remember it clearly. Um, we wrapped the Prezos up and it was not as good as it, what it was in the morning, of course. And, you know, that was probably like the, the worst spot to be. There was so much water moving in Inge's just because, you know, yeah. obviously that big bay was just catching so much of the north swell. But, yep. um, you know, the footage that came out of so many spots and what, what yelling up did just transformed into a completely different wave totally different wave on a rare swell you never see and yeah Yeah. some young small fries got out there and gave it a crack i think jacob wilcox you know showed his pedigree early and yeah right he would have been young then yeah double arm dragon and you know just showing the the tube riding prowess from an early age a bit like jack robbo i think both of those guys shone in those conditions sean green was another one that i remember so What, what I've still did. got a faded scar there from that fateful day uh, out out there on Cyclone Bianca. I was hoping that it would just never go away, that scar, because it was such a sick memory of just getting smashed into this rock that I just had no idea. There's a, a break that I serve all the time and I had no idea where I was in the lineup. I'm yeah, like, where? Yalawatu. Yeah, it was, yeah, Yalawatu. It was man. <laughs> what Billy. people didn't see the night before, because, you know, Justin's organising this contest, was sitting there just going, oh, I've got under 12, under 10 kids. We've got this cyclone racing <laughs> down the coast going, fuck, do we put them out there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Rocked up at three foot. Oh, no worries. Yeah, so well, the, the morning was small. Me and Zach Ogram were on water safety, so we had to paddle out there for the whole day, which was great. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Eliza Green's like you know, knee high and she's yeah. giving it a good crack and... Yep, that was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, it, incredible it, it really was. So, so many memories of, you know, amazing things. And, you know, the kids that have come to this event over the years. And again, we, you know, because of COVID, not, not many of the East Coasters could come. But the kids that have come and competed and won at Small Fries have gone on to such great things, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, we could go through a list of amazing achievers and big performers at this event. And, you know, I think this is a really cool opportunity to get West Aussies to, you know, really put their stamp on this event again. And, um you know, yeah. hopefully, you know, guaranteed there'll be a lot of West Aussie winners. So Definitely. that's a great thing. Yeah, I hope so. You mentioned Jacob and, and Jack, you know, I mean, look where they are now. Mate, is there any promising um, grommets juniors that we need to look out for this weekend? Uh, certainly. There's um, absolutely, we're stacked full of it. Um, you know, obviously this year, uh, WA competitors had the chance to compete in the first ever online um, junior surfing titles. The nationals. And yeah. yeah, that was cool. So a newly tweaked format that had a lot of parents buying cameras and lenses <laughs> that yeah. they knew nothing about um, and stressing over tricky swell forecasts and winds and... Yeah, crew were driving all over the state. But um, Izzy Campbell, a uh, young girl from Denmark, she was crowned one of two WA national champions in that new format. And awesome. um, she's here competing in two divisions, the 14 and under girls and the 16 and under girls. Oh, yeah. Um, so she comes in as a red hot crack. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many names I could list between Yelling Up and Margaret River and Quorum Up in the middle. Uh, Maverick. Um, sorry, yeah, Maverick Phoenix, Wilson, yeah. Um, Phoenix Wilson, his brother, uh, yep. Macklin Flynn is the defending 16 boys champion. The Northy brothers. The, the Northy boys will be there. I'm, um, I'm in Team North. There you go. Because he, he lives across the paddock there. So oh, there you go. I've got to be Team North. Your neighbours, so yeah. you've got to be. <laughs> He's a board caddy. He, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm hoping to get a gig. I brought some, my retirement. I brought some land off Northy a few years ago. Oh, did you? So uh, I should have one foot in that. In the, no, bugger it. I gave him. I gave him a lot of uh, reasons not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he'll be. He'll be okay. <laughs> he took all I your think. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're good. Uh, good kids, the Northy boys, and obviously yeah, his dad's a frother, so they're looking pretty good for sure. 
Um, and uh, this year, obviously, Taj is no longer with Billabong for the first time in 25 years. Uh, so I believe, no surprises who stepped up there to sponsor it. Good yeah, old sponsors, right? Well, Toddy Taylor's the main sponsor at uh, Board Store. Is that right, Justin? Uh, yeah, so we've, we've yeah, well, there's so many sponsors that make this event amazing. Uh, Toddy slipped in last year in a new role in a presenting uh, partnership, which we've never had before. So, okay, um, what does that th- mean exactly? Yeah, it's um, it's just a new title that, you know, that board store present Taja Small Fries. So, okay. yep. um, you know, it's a good way that, you know, Toddy was keen to support the event when things got a little bit rocky with Billabong and TB, but yep. hey, I, I can't fault Billabong for their support of Taj and their oh, support sure. of this event. Yeah, um, it's just the way of the world. A, it's been amazing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Toddy's slipped in in a, in a presenting role and yeah, he, he brings the froth with the ping pong tournament out the front of the store and, you know, we can't do it without the city of Bustleton, obviously. Um, yeah. Taj's other major sponsors, Globe, West, yeah. um, you know, all of his yeah. support and board sponsors and accessory partners. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too many to name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, too many. But heaps. Yeah, but yeah. everyone gets on board for this event because they love... Taj, they love the yeah, area and they exactly. love kids having fun on the school holidays oh, for and sure. not being on screens and being yeah. outdoors and surfing. What could be better? And I believe that ping pong comp is on at the board store on Saturday afternoon and all the grommets just go into head-to-head battles. Um, it's an outside pong table, yeah, so I've is, always yeah. wondered about the subtly element out there. I've, I've, I've sat down and had plenty of chigi, chili burgers at Ockies and beers uh, on a summer's afternoon, and it's just a ripping through there the wind. Into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, don't worry, boys. We've come prepared. Uh, the crew at Cape Events down here are helping us out. We're putting a marquee up. Oh, so see. Wind go. should no be advantage. less than a less yeah, of a factor than because um, it rips through that park. Yeah, yeah. we're dealing uh, with professionals here, yeah. though, T Bone. Not a yeah. couple of hacks in no, the shed like us. That's so. right. That's right. So Grom versus Grom. And the uh, the best Grom will take on Taj and hopefully win a, a pro model catch surfboards Mate, for grabs. That's no easy task because I remember like 20 years ago hanging out at Taj's place and it was just vicious pong. Like he's been, he's a competitor, he's a competitor man, and he's been what playing he, it for a long time. What if he wins? Do you reckon he'll take the board himself or he'll get, <laughs> just take oh, it back geez. to you? No, I think he's to, got yeah. too many boards <laughs> in his yeah. shed anyway. I'm looking at give some of these boards over here. But I tell you what, he won't he, he won't throw down the game. I know that much. <laughs> even if it's an 11 year old girl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So just on events, um, Justin, what's what's sort of plan for 21? I mean, what's what's the thoughts going into obviously? COVID and, and, and planning events in WA. Yeah, well, we're really, really fortunate here in WA. I can't stress it enough that, you know, last year um, we were still able to crown 51 state champions, which, um, Jeez, you know, that's, that's, amazing. that's across... Maybe I'm in with a chance for one. Yeah, it's across four <laughs> different codes. So junior shortboarders, open shortboarding, longboarding, logging, bodyboarding and supping. So wow. you add all those codes up, which yeah. we manage and, and administer. And um, yeah, there's 51 of them. So yeah, wow. we achieved our goal, which is one of Surfing WA's charters to crown state champions. We're not probably doing our job if state champions aren't getting crowned. So we did have a little bit of a cancellation and, you know, obviously events were called off yeah. or postponed. Um, but yeah, moving forward 2021, we've got close to 30 events on the on the calendar between state um specialty events um all those codes that i spoke about obviously um wsl events as well so yeah it's a busy calendar and i've done this job for a long time but i still get motivated to kick it off here at small fries and um Yeah. yeah roll out the calendar after this so how much um contact do you have with the wsl uh yeah a heck of a lot are you we're, uh, in ge- 
Uh, no, we're not Daddy on. O'Connell or someone? We're not on the uh, direct line, so we're <laughs> fortunate to work in the um, in the uh, Australasian region, um, where there is a, a general manager that we've got some experience with in Andrew Stark, who came from Surfing Australia. So um, we know him. Um, he's got a great bunch of crew that work for him. Um, they're doing some really good things in some tough circumstances, I would say. But yeah, we we speak to those guys regularly, and um, I would say they would value our input and. Um, I guess expertise, you know, Laney and Timmy and the boys that I work with, um, you know, they've put on the best show on 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 the tour for many many years, and I think I think we're well respected in the WSL world. Yeah, Cheers to that, mate. So obviously, Margaret River events. Uh, what's the dates of Margaret? Is it April? I can't remember. Yeah, Bells, current, isn't it? yeah, currently April. So uh, we're looking at sixteen to the twenty six. We're looking at a ten day waiting period, so a slightly shorter shorter window than we previously had that's been 12 days but um i think with the advancements in what we've seen and swell forecasting yeah. that really you can get a ct done in five to six days quite comfortably yeah and i think that you know main break in april's a hell of a consistent spot whether you jag our other venues is up for grabs but i think you know main break is you great can always for the run if you have to out there yeah. of course if there's always to. something there yeah. so yeah. um the guys love it, the girls love it, and hopefully we get a swell or two and, yeah. I've got a question from Gabby Medina. Can you guarantee there'll be no sharks? Um, <laughs> hey, you know... Uh, as, as long as you're not surfing in the Swan River, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah, how's that? That's, um, gosh, so, yeah, the um, the focus will be on the Swan River for uh, a little while and not Surfers Point, but... You dodged yeah. that question so good, mate. Yeah, he's a gosh. total professional. Um, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, I think the waters in Margaret River, I think the measures and procedures and policies we've put in place over the last few years that do really make that a safe oh, passage of water. I'd be stoked if those boys were all hovering around me every time we're for a surf. Yeah, you we know. get about 10 seconds each way with the uh, Westpac helicopter. They come in, do a 10-second check. Yep, you're good, boys. And off they go down the coast. <laughs> I know. And then about two Just and a half hours later, you get another 10, 10 seconds on the way back. And, yeah, that's your cover for the day. So Yeah, so we're, we're constantly... Um, looking at our shark mitigation policy and i can tell you we've looked at underwater drones which are fresh wow. on the market and there's Ooh. a there's <laughs> underwater const- yeah you Whoa, that google sick. that boys i, oh, I tell yeah. you underwater Jeez, drones so um we, we're always looking at it and you know our thing is how can do we do they have make rockets on them by any chance they, <laughs> <laughs> could strap cut some cut the baseball bats yeah, i don't know <laughs> strap some knives to them who knows but um we're always looking at how we can make the water safer during our event for sure yeah, yeah. and uh mate what are the chances you reckon that it's actually going to run uh, I think the WSL is hell-bent on getting to Australia, one of the safest and probably best-managed yeah, COVID agree, agree. nations Countries. on the planet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think coming to Australia, getting some results and momentum on the tour going is really important. What it means for post-Australia, I'm, I'm not too sure. You know, we've got to think about the Olympics in this whole yeah. year as well. Exactly. It's, yeah. There's so much up for grabs and... Um, from my point of view, hey, get to Australia, do your quarantine, guys. Let's hope that the borders are open and we yeah. can run some professional surfing events. That's and it, because it's all good if they do the, the two-week quarantine into Australia, but then if they've got to bang out two every time they move states, it could get a bit tricky. That could be the tough bit, yeah. yeah. So what I heard about Sunset getting cancelled, and tell me if I'm wrong here, Justin, it, it wasn't the WSL, it was the Hawaiian local authorities um, candidate. Is that right? Is that what you heard? On yeah, the, on so the that's, you know, that's unfortunately... Um, at the end of the day, what happened was 
yeah, the Hawaiian government essentially said we're no longer um, permitting pretty much sporting events, of mm. which um, surfing fell into that category, pretty much forcing them to, you know, halt that event. And I guess with California being really high risk as far as COVID yeah. goes, with I think one of the highest case numbers and mm. fatality rates in America to go to Santa Cruz, um, that's currently a postponement. So I think they're keeping that one up their sleeve. But yeah, obviously the window for Hawaii runs out in the next sort of couple of, well, next month, I'd say you've probably missed prime Hawaiian season potentially. So yeah, unfortunate, but um, it was, yeah, it was definitely local government, not the WSL. Yeah. You mentioned about, um, we talked about digital before and parents going out to get cameras. I know Adzi's been watching a lot of the... Vans, well, a yeah. lot of the entries for the Vans Triple Crown, and if people didn't know already, this year's Vans Triple Crown has obviously gone digital where you submit two ways from Hullieva, Sunset and Pipe with 200k up for grabs. Adzi? Mate. What are, you, what are your thoughts on it, mate? Who who, who you been um, watching that's been well, I've getting been, the waves? I've been watching every one of them. I love it, man. It's sick. I actually really oh. like the format. Um, you know, being online, uh, anyone can enter. Um, and you just, mate, it's all at your fingertips. You just get to watch it. and Anyone can enter. Well, I guess so, mate. There's a dude called Cliff Capono. Um, he sent in a, uh, mate, to be fair, I actually saw a couple of waves after this one that he, he obviously rips. But, um, mate, he just sent in a wave of him at sunset on a finless board, just sliding sideways and getting smoked. And it was like, well, I guess that's his entry, you know. He's just like, oh, mate, I'm just going to chuck myself in there. But then I saw one of him at Backdoor getting, like, proper pitted. But... The fact that he just it, it just jumped off the page screen at me and was like, shit, I could rank 2,406 in the triple crown if I was there right now, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in with a chance here. Well, I think I think the cool thing about Vans and their ethos of being off the wall a bit is um, pretty cool, you know, like to to inspire the world's best and, you know, maybe some, you know, weekend warriors to nice. have a crack in, in the same format. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I could pretty have just, exciting. I mean, it wouldn't matter if come last. I was I was in the triple crown of Hawaii surfing. I mean, no that'd be pretty that sick. No, nah, exactly. But um yeah, so it's good seeing a couple of there was a they did a bit of a I can't remember where I saw a bit of a clip on some dude called Shaddy P or something. And same I mean he was a charger. He was a ripper. He was obviously a lot a lot better than me. He's surfing pipe, but it just it showed his backstory that you know he's just a young dude he's got a young kid he's obviously you know hasn't got a good job or whatever and um but he's just in the mix and, and he's packing a couple of sick ones so it's good to see that um mates i'm sure we've all seen john john florence's wave at Halle just, Eva, Billy. just just give it to him yeah. just give, give it to yeah. him right now that was off yeah, the richter wasn't it yeah. it's, it's it was insane yeah uh, i mean next level the carve alone at the start of that wave was just everyone was freaking out but it was actually the best barrel I've ever seen at Halley either that I can ever. You kind of forget about the tube after you see the turn, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 it's crazy. So that was pretty crazy, mate. He's uh, well and truly in the lead. Um, it, it, keep in mind that they've only judged a very small amount of That's waves right. at the moment. Um, Nate Florence is currently leading. Yeah, with a lot of unscored waves. That's right, yep. but there's just so many unscored waves. Um, is that the only wave that John John submitted so far? No, no, De- no, no, definitely not. He's mate. John John's going to win the Triple Crown. There's just I, I can't imagine how 
Someone's going to beat him, to Jeez. be honest. Ethan Ewing's looking pretty sharp, though, Jeez. isn't he? he is. Oy, oy, oy. Oy, oy, uh, where we go? I'm and, uh, surprised if Yazzie doesn't have that in his little notes. <laughs> well, I do have that in my notes. Uh, Ethan Ewing, uh, he had a sick big barrel at Halle Eva, really big one. Um, and then he had another wave, because you need two waves at every venue, right? That's right. So, and, mate, surprisingly enough, I don't know what's going on. But, but I think a lot of people are maybe holding them, uh, their cards to their chest and looking for that late release to get that pop of um, excitement. I'm not it sure. It's got to the 18th of January. Yeah, which is not long, so man. It's only a couple of days. Just in um, case a big swell comes through and yeah, you never know. You never know. But, mate, Ethan Ewing, yes, yeah, sick barrel at Halle Eva. That'll be a good score. Um, and then this, he got like a four-turn combo and a big wave, really good. So he's got two real good scores coming to him there. Um, he's got two good honest sunset entries, nothing like mind blowing, but good solid waves, but not in that, you know, excellent level. Um, but then he's got no entries at pipe at all. So mm. it makes you wonder, you know, are they holding him until the last second or what's or going on? Can he get a wave at pipe? Yeah. Well, that's, that's after, the other thing. After that bloody, uh, that girl fight last week how good was that oh shit i didn't well, see that can, well, close, though, did can you can you paddle out and get a wave i don't know they're gonna let that young aussie get out there and get a wave and get the triple crown I'd, why boys nah. wouldn't let that happen, no no way no, well it's why? funny because yeah. i was thinking that when i was watching a few more today um because i um uh, i noticed there was a couple of aussies there and uh they just didn't have any pipe entries and uh you're like well yeah man like you you look at some of those drone shots every now and then in some of these vlogs and that and you'd see the pack the seething pack of humans just <laughs> riddling and riddling for position and they're all heavyweights mate like yeah. imagine trying to and like you'd be too scared to even back someone up you know you'd just be like fuck you back someone up and cause cause a chandelier it's all over for you anyway you know like so it'd be pretty tough to get a wave out there I think I think the cardinal sin of dropping in is um, is harshly punished enough in most surfing <laughs> societies, but certainly you know yeah. on the main stage, bonsai pipeline is not the place you want to be. No, no definitely you know, not fading anyone or not having your eyes open. So back to John. John, he's got Halle Eva. No one's going to beat him at Halle Eva. He's got because the waves are out of thirty. How they didn't give him a thirty out of thirty, I don't know. They gave him like a twenty-nine point five out of thirty, and then some other one. Um, Jack Robbo was second at Halle Eva with some pretty sick surfing there and their waves that are scored um, but all the other entries I've seen uh, outside of Ethan Ewing's um, at Halle Eva aren't really won't compare to those no, they? no well no. no not at all um, yeah. also JJF um, has got a couple of really good ones at Sunset and obviously he's got a couple of really good ones at Pipe that haven't been scored, but they're all in the bag. He's got two at each spot. They're all really good. I don't think anybody else has actually got two good ones at every spot. So it's the age-old age uh, saying, mate, you've you got to get two good waves to win the heat, you know? like. Griffin and I just, Colapinto's had a few nuggets at backdoor. He does, mate, uh, but uh, not at all the all the breaks. He's only got well, one well, at we sunset. Don't know yet. Again, he's not Hawaiian. He, he's not going to get them. Yeah, well, but he's been I, getting backdoor nuggets, so he's getting ways at pipe. So that's true. Yeah, he has been getting a lot of ways. Him and his brother are, are, have to be with, without a doubt, the, the standout up and coming performers um, this year. We'll go into vlogs and that later on but I've, I've been enjoying their vlog um but mate at, at the moment he's only got one at sunset he's got mental ones at backdoor but he's got nothing at halley either that's griffin colapinto so 
you know, Billy Kemper's grinding away. Um, they're all really solid, but then he doesn't have that electric energy of a, a Robbo or a, you know, Seth Meniz or, um, you know, John John, obviously. So, but he's he's well and truly going to get in the top five just through, you know, good hard work, really. Um, and, mate, then it brings me to Jack Robbo. I mean, uh, you could ma- maybe, maybe Nami will play the... Uh, Robbo music here, but uh, if he does or doesn't. But um, he had a good start of the year, mate. He's uh, he's only got one entry at sunset, which is surprising because still the honeymoon period. Surely not. (laughs) He's over there. He's busy, mate. You know, like um, how old is he? He's mate, early. Yeah, I reckon like, it, it's almost like the second coming of Jack Robbo when he's only twenty-two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like he's finally yeah. got there, but it seems like he's been there forever. But like yeah. you say, it's a second coming because yeah, he was young man when we all Super expected impressive. him to Super be there. Impressive young man. But um, mate, he's got one um, really good entry at sunset, but he doesn't have two. But this is is like, well, I actually haven't really been seeing much footage of Jack. Like, is he? Can you keep it all close to your ke- chest? But there's that many filmers over there. You can't have them all in your pocket and, and say, hey, don't release me or can you? I don't know. I also think you've probably got to be waiting for those sort of 10 out of 10 or not 10 out of 10, but sort of good days, you know, swells pop up in Hawaii and they disappear pretty quick. So maybe they're holding some and looking at forecasts and going, oh, maybe I'll maybe. I'll wait till that date. and They'd have to be holding them, surely. Because it, it's been like eight to ten foot for about three weeks straight. Yeah. So, um, But then the other really surprising thing about Robbo is, mate, he hasn't got one pipeline entry. So, and, and, and in all these vlogs and all these edits, I haven't seen him once, which is really bizarre. And it leads to what you were saying, line. Billy. Yeah, maybe. Like he's a guru. He won the Volcom Pipe Pro. He's won the trials. What, you'd think he'd just be out there with the Florence boys and but all these guys. At he's, the end of the day, right? Yeah, that's right. in the Volcom house. Surely he's got some priority out there. You'd think so. Maybe he's busy doing the dishes, boys. This <laughs> <laughs> is putting him to work. Uh, exactly. and, the, and Team Volcom. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is help. popular in Hawaii, though. All the, all the old boys kind of like him. Yeah. That was, a, that was a really good thing through his teen years and up to his early, early 20s. Everyone respects him in Hawaii, so maybe he is playing possum. Who he's, knows? He's done his time there for a 22-year-old. He's spent a few winters there for sure. And, mate, he's that good. He's just that, that good he's at that waves good. like Pipeline and Backdoor that surely he can go out there and get them. And all those guys out there, man, like, you know, Jamie O'Brien and John John and Coa Smith and all these guys, like, howly or not, they'd yeah. have to be looking at him going, fuck, that's Jack Robinson. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, they'd have to be friends. Yeah, they'd have to be. So I hope he's holding some on his chest, but it just seems strange that I haven't seen more on in other um, avenues, yeah, you know, like coming. Instagram, or I haven't really seen much Who of knows? him at Maybe he's making plans to head home. It's, you know, I, I think you would see there might be a few Australians who won't submit their two clips at each location. I know there's... Well, we know Bronte's in Sydney doing her quarantine currently. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I saw Connor O'Leary and a few of those boys Wait heading. Back. Yep, heading back. So, you know, maybe they've said, "Hey, I'm maybe not in a running. Let the Hawaiians have the fifty yeah. grand or whatever it yeah. might be, and yep. I'll take my health over all things." But yep. um, well, in th- saying that, 
good time for Bronte's Beats. Uh, mates, she's actually thrown her hat in the ring pretty solidly at Triple Crown, and she's got um, she's got a couple of good entries. Um, let me see here. She's uh, gone out at pipe a couple of times. Did she? Okay. Um, uh, you know, she obviously, geez, if Robbo and Ethan Ewing are having a hard time getting one out there, I'm sure Bronte's going to be even a hell of a lot harder. Um, she did submit two waves. They were small insiders, obviously, but you know, at least. They Having are a score. Yeah, she gave it a go. It was she's a, sitting she in didn't the top drop in on anyone. currently, right? In she didn't drop in on anyone, no, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, maybe currently, but it's just so irrelevant, the scoring yeah. at the moment, because there's so few scored, really. Yeah. Um, but, um, mate, I'm pretty sure she's first at Hallie Eva. Um, she had a, a couple of rippers at Sunset that haven't been scored yet. She put two waves in there at Sunset, and they were quite big. And they had like big back end um, wax. I think they were both two turners, but they were big, yeah. like solid six, yeah. seven footers. And then the big finishing maneuver that were, you know, at the end of sunsets, always pretty tricky and bloody shit flying everywhere. And she stuck them both. So I reckon she's got a couple of pretty good scores at sunset. Um, very average ones at pipe, but still two. And then a couple at Hallie Eva. So she's actually pretty solidly in the mix. A lot of chicks are throwing their hat in the ring, but like Justin said, um, she's actually, mate, from her Instagram, she's she's out of the country. Yeah. So maybe she's given up on it because if you really, really, really wanted it, um, she'd still be there for the last three days, especially with the forecast that's been pumping. But on the other hand, mate, I have no idea how hard it is to, to get a flight out of the country and maybe they just had to take what they could get, you know. And, and Hawaii is not a really uh, cheap place, believe it or not, to get some... You know, groceries and do that sort of stuff's not not cheap there. And you know, I think um, I think Bronte and her dad have you know looked at all options and gone, hey, we've banked some pretty good scores. Um, let's get yep. home and um, play some play some tennis in uh, in isolation yes. in the hotel room. Yes. I'm Did not you sure see if you've that? seen yeah. that. It's pretty I cool. S- I saw it today, and it was. Um, Tell us what it was, it, Billy. Well, it's, it's Bronte and Dmac like practicing his volleys and stuff like that in a hotel and room in a hotel room to each other, and then about six hours later. It's D-Mac hitting up against the wall. He goes, oh, Bronte's sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can imagine. The eternal grommets yeah, just yeah. worn out his daughter. <laughs> Classic. Now, um, let's just change in the tune now. Um, we mentioned pitting lefts where Robbo would excel in. It was one event that we were all looking forward to. It was the G-Land event. Obviously, it's, it got pulled. Yeah. Um, Billy, I know you've spent uh, a fair bit of time in Indo this year and you probably make a lot of us quite envious. Um, you spend a lot of time in Indo every year. How, was, yeah. co- how was COVID uh, this year in Indo, mate? And well, um, let's just hit on that, that G-Land event because um, there was a bit of a WA contingent. Perry Hatchett was going to run the water safety, which is really cool. Um, I was going to be the uh, the... The dude that takes care of all the, You're gonna all the judging up all towers the and all that sort of stuff, and uh, Mark Cliff was going to do the commentary, and so there's a, there a WA contingent there. So we were going to do last year. We we're going to do Margaret River. Um, uh, we we're going to go to Window, come back, do Margaret River, head up for Geelong this day for the season. So what happened with me? I, I headed up for a uh, for a month in March just to set up the the job I do there, and then I was going to come back for Margies, and then I was going to go for the back for the whole season but i got stuck in march for well just before chrissy yeah so it was uh it was 
pretty heavy for the first three months. Yep. Everything was locked down. So uh, were you in Bali at that time, or no? I'd I'd gone down to uh, West Timor where yep. I stayed down there. Yeah. And um, it was the island was shut down, so they gave you like three days. So do you want to leave or do you want to do you want to stay? And if you stayed, you were stuck on the island for for three months. There was no planes coming in. There was no uh, there's no ferries. And if you left on your own accord, you get arrested. You know, and, the, and Indonesia was shut down into different sections, and it was they were doing a really good job of things for the first three months. So. And no one knew what was going on with COVID. So it was, it was kind of, you're sitting on an island and there's, you know, where I was, there's probably only 20 surfers. And, you yep. know, it was usually, you know, hundreds. So it was... Uh, that must have been good. It was super cool, but it was also super, you know, like treading on eggshells and you don't know what was going to happen. Yep. And then uh, for a while there, it was like a white man's disease. You know, you guys brought it into Indonesia. So uh, there was a bit of, you know, I was a minority being a, being a privileged white guy, I was, yep. I was a minority for yep. for three months and um, kind of shunned, which was mm. which was fair enough. But you know, once the information got to those guys, they, they you know they're quite intelligent people. Um, they stopped going to church on a Sunday, which is a massive deal down there, and uh, we just kind of followed suit and didn't have any mass gatherings. And you know, you drink in groups of three, so it, it wasn't <laughs> a big sacrifice, but um, it was it was really weird. I, I did head over to Bali for a month in September. Yep. And um, things in Changu and uh, up near Brow and stuff is where it's where like um, a lot of crazy Russians, but a lot of people choose to live there. And so people were just accommodating there. So things was open and moving there, but head down towards Legian and Kuda where we all are and it was just shut. Yeah. You know, just everything was shut. There was probably shut. two restaurants open in the Kuda area. Wow, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, just on G-Land, did you actually... How did you hear about it being pulled from the schedule? Because it wasn't communicated at all. Well, I, did, uh, I couldn't see anything. I looked on the... There was a couple of rooms in, in in Bali, you know, Timmy Hayne and Tippy Jubrick and all those guys that do a great job over there. And There was kind of a couple of rumours and then it wasn't on the website. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my thoughts were being a very isolated location, you know, obviously surfers get tested before they arrive in G-Land um, and, and such a small small group of local staff that sort of look after the um the the camps i was sort of hoping that the the g-land would run um thinking it'd be a pretty ideal location yeah it absolutely would have been sick i'm I'm not sure of the uh, politics of the of it but um yeah just got pulled all of a sudden like that didn't it and then uh we weren't doing it I guess we were teased by, you know, I remember Strider went over to Indo and absolutely just flooded the I social media and we were all just cursing Strider yeah. and then Kelly rocked up. I, did I you got a story did, about that. Yeah. Did you so see those a, guys? A friend of mine bought a You're not allowed to tell stories on this podcast. No, I was <laughs> drinking me cheeky money. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. A friend of mine brought a new boat, Troy Sinclair from Limbongan, and it's absolutely sick. Just cruises at 40 knots, does 50 knots. And uh, he had to test it, so... He called up myself and Chad Fletcher. He used to play for the Eagles. He oh, lives yeah. over in um, in Bali now. And we d- we did a test run. We went from Sunua, drove across to desert, surfed out at, at low tide in the afternoon, slept at Banco Banco that night, drove around to Super Sucks, surfed that the next morning at high tide, and then drove back to deserts, surfed that at low tide again, and then went back to Bali. And it was an epic trip. And wow. um, I was with my, with my friend uh, Nick Chong, this, this Kiwi bro in Bali, and he is obsessed by uh, Penang Penang and uh, G-Land. He can just call it. And he was having beers with Strider, and he goes, oh, 
it's going to be pumping on Wednesday. And Uluwatu was like three foot, two foot. And yep. um, I'd, I'd talked them into taking my friend's boat. And so it was quite expensive, you know, and that they went got across there and um, because the boat was so quick, they got across there and, and um, Speedy's was like two, three feet. And Stryer's like, ah, oh, Nick Chung, what have you done to us, man? You totally <laughs> fucking screwed us. He goes, just wait, bro. And then, you know, two hours later, it was perfect. Four to five foot, like, saw the photos. Oof. And then I went back to Bali and um, Slade arrived the next day. And um, Stryer's like, well, that's the boat. And so my mate Troy, who you had the boat and was taking all his mates out, as soon as Slade arrived, he'd pay for everything and we couldn't get a spare seat. So you got booted. We got booted for the uh, for the goat, and uh, and what better reason? Fair enough. Get get me a a a business visa in Bali, and uh, (laughs) you know, an American passport. You can go anywhere. Exactly. There on boat trips, left, right, and center. Um, There's probably more Americans in Indo than Australians right now. Maybe there's there's more Russians than anyone. Yeah. But I think I think uh, think Slats has a uh, business with uh, Rizal, and he's Uh, like his sponsor when he goes out. Sure, he does. I mean, you'd be crazy if you're in charge of Indonesia and say, hey, the, the world's best surf wants to come and kind of promote the country. And this year, you'd be crazy if you go, no, don't let him in. Exactly. And, and he, yeah. he did the job of it. Yeah, for sure he did. Yeah. Mate, um, I was in Indo um, uh, late Feb, early March, just, just on a family holiday to Bali. And um, just by chance, as things were heating up. And I remember um, when I was leaving, I was like, okay, it's it's time to leave, like, it was all progressing each day, you know, and I was like, oh, I've got young kids. It, it, I should probably get out of here. And even though I had my set dates, but, you know, uh, it was like, it's time to leave anyway. But as I was leaving, I was just like, and over the next couple of weeks, as everything really shut down, obviously, um, like every other surfer, I just had fantasies of, oh, man, if I was young and free and single, I'd be <laughs> trying to get my ass to Indo right now because you might get stuck there for two years and it could be the best best two years of your life um but with that romance uh, there was so much uncertainty in in the world at the time and you know every night the bloody prime minister's on the tv and it's like mate if the world goes into mad max mode like you probably don't want to be in indonesia in all honesty as much as the waves are good they if it no, goes Max real crazy, mode? what do you mean? Like, like you know, the Andrew world Anderson just or gangs take over the highways. You know, yeah. like yeah, just nah, just like you know, the world just gets this ap- apocalyptic stage, and all of a sudden, uh, waves are not the priority. Staying alive is, and well, yeah, you might be some white dude in Indo, and they just you're just a walking target. You're a walking wallet. I'm talking if I sort of you didn't know which way things were going at the time, and as much as it was a romantic uh, vision. It was like, and then also, what if you did get really sick? Because we didn't really know much about it. You didn't want to be in Indo then either, you know. So, well, you still uh, you still can't get back now, you know. So I had yes, to. Um, but you you did get stuck there, and I um, did get stuck there. And, and then after a, the first couple of months or three months, everyone started to realise, oh, maybe it's not actually that bad. God <laughs> damn, I wish I was one of those well, guys in Indo, late. and Billy <laughs> <he> was. <laughs> is this the little opportunity to do a shout out to our mate Mark Cliff? Who's yeah, it's, it's his birthday. It's his birthday yeah. today, oh, believe it or not, Mark. and. Yeah, he was man. one guy that was just absolutely, I guess, missing the opportunity to get barreled as much as, you know, a guy like Billy, you know, s- spending six months in board shorts getting, yep. you know, every year, perfect waves, uh, yep. you know, living by the coast, having cold bintangs when you come in. You, <laughs> everyone knows that Indonesian yeah, yeah, lifestyle yeah. that we all love and he couldn't help appreciate. Himself, could he? 
He uh, he skipped over there, so if he's listening, we'll send him. Good a link on him. Big shout out to him. He's yeah, uh, yeah. been he a guest on the show he before, sure hasn't has. he? Mark's yeah. been on, and, and you could sort of hear in his voice he was bleeding that he wasn't over there. You oh. know, so I'm happy. It wasn't just for in his voice. Well. I think he actually vocalised it with yeah, words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the pain was real, yeah, and was. Um, he he had to jump through a hell of a lot of hoops and to get back uh, to get to get back to window to actually yeah. leave the country was hard, let alone. Probably when he decides it's time to come back, it's Good going morning. to be so twice when, as hard. So when did you go there? Do you go there all year, every year, Billy, or yeah, just I'm, seasons? I'm or? kind of on the uh, on the Rat Boy program as well. So I work the Margies Pro, and then I head over there until you know November or whatever. Just come back for Chrissy. Yep, and yep. Spend the season and uh, yeah, and uh, it, it was different this year because you know. You go over there usually and you go, oh, I might head back for June and for a month and then head back or something. But but you're over there and you go, I actually don't know how I'm going to get home. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, shit. And, and then immigration hassling you for your visa because I was only there for a month. Yeah, I didn't right. have the big long working visa or anything. Yeah. And everybody was in that same situation. So you had that and everyone was kind of walking on eggshells. And as you said before, the first month there, I was down that island and, and my American boss, we had a boat packed. Because the first month it was like you white guys have brought this disease here. Yeah. If it all go win Mad Max, we yeah. had a boat pack that we could just mark offshore. No and way. That, and <laughs> a, get a plan B. Yeah, I don't know where we're going to go, but yeah, that was yeah. just not to get get lynched. Well, there was a lot of uncertainty at the time, and yeah, it was, mate. It, and it was that's um, pretty cool. It, it was looking back at it now. It was it was it was um, really weird, but a lot of pinch yourself moments. Like there was there was like twenty guys that surfed on the whole island and. You'd paddle out at the tide that I like and you go, I oh, know everyone that surfs on this island, they've already surfed, so yeah. shit, I've got this four foot day to myself. And like, Holy, is this is happening. So awesome. I may give up surfing now because I think I've done it. <laughs> you've you've blown, a, <laughs> blown a fuse. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I heard it was a bit of an adventure to get back, mate. It was, mate. So what happens over there, if you live, so, yeah, and I hope Mark doesn't get caught in this situation, but if you live away from Bali, you book a, a week once at the stage of one flight a week. And then you go all the way to Bali and then either the airlines say, we've cancelled, or they say, oh, the flight's still going ahead, but the um, the number of people going to Australia has been capped and we can only take 30 people. So try again next week. So and you've just like, already caught a flight from some outer yeah, island in if there. You're and day in, if you're a day away from you've got to oh, Done the I, absolute I Indo shuffle through the stifling heat, dragging board bags and yeah. this, that and the other and, and everyone get gets there. there and Everyone gives their case. You've got to go to the consulate and stuff and go, hey, listen, I've got two kids there. My dad's sick, that blah, blah. And that's the way they compassionate grounds. Prioritise. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was no, absolutely no way to get back. And I was kind of spinning out because the visa stuff was getting heavy. And um, there's a guy that had a yacht in Lombok. He needed it delivered to Darwin. So me and this old salty dog, uh, Sleepy Dave. Um, <laughs> he's called Sleepy Dave because he's got insomnia. And oh, um, right. <laughs> he was my captain. Yep. And we uh, we sailed from, they brought the boat from Lombok to Kupang and mm-hmm. then from Kupang to Darwin. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got back to Australia and uh, quarantined in Darwin. Couple of weeks? Couple of weeks in Darwin, then got back to WA and self-isolated up in Lano for a couple of weeks as well. So oh, Lancelin. Like, nothing's, yeah, nothing's getting you in Lancelin. No, you never get those 28 days back, Bill. <laughs> yeah, 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 never, never. But yes, tested six times, a month in quarantine, but... I tell you what, lads, it's bloody great to be back, and it's bloody great back to be on this weekend. Yeah, yeah. and mate, uh, in all the the trials and tribulations, 
Was it fucking sick? It was fucking sick, mate. We, we, <laughs> surfed, uh, we surfed Desert Point on that trip and you go and there's Kobe Abbott and uh, Johnny Luwatu and like 20, 20 dudes that you know. Yep. And, that's, and that's deserts and 20 people at deserts is nothing. What's, what's it normally like in peak season at deserts? Well, there's usually about 40 brazos who are just frothing out. Must get the rave here and, and yep. screw yep. you. But it was sort of relaxed Aussies and all the locals and um, everyone was enjoying bintangs on the, on the beer. So you probably rewind... 20 years ago when yep. guys like Tyra and Hondres were going there, you know? Yeah, when not many people knew it was kind of like that. And then when you would super suck, there was no one there. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was absolutely sick. And um, No charter boats running There's nothing all? running. No. 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 And I imagine those guys that were stuck in the men tower-wise, they actually couldn't surf for the first couple of months. Oh, yeah. And, those then, and so there was guys staying at Macaroni's that couldn't surf. And really? they just look at this thing and go... Oh, oh man! Shit, you're but Who we would like know it. up we there? We got though. to surf every day, so it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh. can we expect Mark Cliff to come back for the Margies event? Uh, he's <laughs> already asked. Uh, I think he saw the news about the Hawaiian events. Was like, oh, what does this mean? He sent me. He sent me a WhatsApp message. Um, oh, pretty much straight away, uh, and I said, mate, they're happy to be coming to Australia. I think so. Classic. You should be preparing your paperwork or <laughs> paying whatever official you need yeah. to stamp your passport to get out of there. Because uh, yeah, I he's an integral part of our crew, and um, yeah, we want him back. 100%. Jeez, you'd have to be getting paid a good wage, though. I mean, aren't flights all like five, six, I don't know, ten grand, all these stupid yeah, prices? Yeah, JobKeeper. <laughs> <laughs> good old JobKeeper. Living on, living in Lakey Peak yeah. on JobKeeper, that sounds ideal. No, no. That's he, a lot he, of nazi guy Actually, he was no, legit, no, he's legit joking. JobKeeper. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> well, hey, by the way, this is T-Bone. You are still listening to the Barrel Surf Podcast. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. Uh, Christmas, New Year. Billy, how was it for you this year? I'll explain it with one noise. <laughs> Very uh, well really done. It was really good, mate. I headed <laughs> up to um, Wedge uh, and got some really weird northerly winds. They had some great longboarding right near the um, island and then went down to Lansom. There's been, you know, this this year has taken a really big toll on a lot of people in, in Indonesia. So guys, guys like Sammy Guzling and, uh, and Slats who used to run Billabong here, so they all had jobs up there and they had years of contracts and they just, you know, rented this house for the next five years and they all lost their jobs like that, you know. And so that whole that whole uh, statement by the government was like, mate, you had bloody heaps of time to get back here to Australia and you, you can't just bludge overseas and come back when you want. It, that statement doesn't fit everybody. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, you know, my friend, uh, my friend on Limbong and Troy had to lay off 145 people and then go walk around that island for the next six months. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, rough. So it's really heavy, and yeah, yeah that's pretty heavy. You know, a lot of my friends are school teachers there, and got three kids in school, and you know, so uh, the the move back to Australia has kind of been expedited by by a good ten years. A lot of those crew, you know. Yeah. So we all met in Lancelin and um, got this one of the grandpa's houses, and we hung out in the middle and. All the kids slept in one tent, and we walked to the Endeavour and had day drinking, and came back and partied on. It was uh, it was like a little bit of barley in uh, in Lansland. Yeah, so I had a great mate. I had a great time. It was good to catch up with all those guys again. Classy yeah. mate, Justin. Yourself? How was your Christian year? Yeah, had an awesome one. I was down here a few days before Christmas. Uh, caught up with 
uh, Billy's co-commentator Chris Bins are yelling up local uh, a few days before Chrissy uh, and just had some epic family times. It's been a bit of a heat wave up in um, up in Perth the last couple of weeks, so spent it by the beach and spent it by my mum's pool, which was pretty nice. So Sweet. Yeah, um, enjoyed the couple of weeks off just to recharge the batteries and get down here and Classic, have a blast with you boys. Sick. Sick. And Adzi, I know we caught up um, briefly. How New Year's was, Eve, how briefly. Was your New Year's I believe we, uh, we boogied in my lounge room for a bit there, didn't yeah. we? Just, it was quick. I can't only remember what one. the music was. Uh, look, I'm pretty sure there was some Womack and Womack That's going right. down. One of your favourites. <laughs> it is one of my favourites. But uh, no, we did uh, New Year's Eve down on the grass at Yelling Up, watch the final sunset of the year. Uh, it's pretty popular. Yeah. Lots of local crew, just everyone kicking back and just stumbling around, eating lots of snacks and drinking coldies and had a bit of a um, taxi shuffle thing going on, but oh, we nice. made it work so we could all drink and not drive. Um, but New Year's Day was pretty funny. Um, I had a couple of mates down from Perth um, and we decided to drive down to a beach down near Margaret River where you can actually drive on the beach. It's very popular with the children. Yep, I'm sure you all know where that is. Um, and anyway, this uh, look, this may or may not have happened, by the way. It's one of uh, these Sounds things. Sounds like an Adzi's tail here. <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, I, I got this, mate. Uh, let's call him Philbo. And, uh, mate, Philbo's got a brand new top of the Wazza Ford Ranger. Uh, dual cab, bloody four-wheel drive thing. You know, same as, actually, same car I've got, except mine is just beat to hell you know like covered in scratches it's because mate it's a proper four-wheel drive I'm you gotta smashing. use them you gotta use them but philbo mate he lives in the cbd in perth he's never four-wheel drived in his life he um this isn't even an exaggeration he armor rolls his tires every two <laughs> weeks mate like remember when you did that Hasn't on your seen first a gravel road <laughs> mate he <laughs> yeah we've all done that back in the day but mate when your driveway is gravel like mine you know every time he comes to my place he and does my little gravel driveway. He has to go home and clean it. Mate, the thing is immaculate. He just loves this car, mate. And it's and it's the next level up from mine as well. It's the fancy version, the XLT, you know? like Ooh. Yeah, you know? So, mate, he loves it. And I'm trying to convince him that New Year's Day, great way to bring in the year. Let's all go down to this beach where you can drive on the beach. And it's exciting. A four-wheel drive track. We all had to drive there. Mate, I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Uh, I got my missus who's going to surf. He's got a pregnant missus in the car with a six-year-old girl in there as well. I'm like, mate, it'd be awesome. We'll take the softboards down, catch some white waters, hang on the beach, sit on the tailgates, have some lunch, and then we'll drive out of there. And the best part is you get to do some four-wheel driving, which he was pretty excited by, you know? Yep. And he's like, yeah, sick, all right, cool. So we, we go down there. And, um, mate, being summer, the track's been chewed up somewhat and... Uh, it's a bit more difficult than normal and right when you drop onto the beach, it's always the bit when you drop onto the beach. It's like this two-stage bit where it's just been chewed, a real steep hill, it's been chewed out, then it goes flat for a bit and then it drops another steep boggy bit and goes down the beach. We all get down there, have a great time. I, I teach my um, uh, this uh, young girl, to she gets her first wave, stands up like a champion. Mate, we're having six months. Yeah, everyone's frothing, everyone's having the best time ever. And the whole time I'm out in the water stuffing around, I can just see so many cars like having a crack at this hill, trying to get out of there. Just big V8 Landy Saharas just digging wheel ruts in, just having like going three shots every time. People are dropping their tires. And 
I'm just like, oh, this is going to be fun. Philbo's just got stock standard tyres on, never four-wheel drive in his life. I've at least Uh-oh. got the BF Goodridge all-terrain on, you know, and I'm like making a little special mention to myself, just in my head, like, I'm not dropping me tyres, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't need to drop my tyres, I'll fucking make it out of here, you know? I'm like, Philbo, just follow me, mate. So I hit the first bit. Just fucking flying, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, did you actually it, have it in full drive? Uh, look, I did. I cheated. But uh, no, nah, mate, I, I hit it with speed. A fair bit of speed. But it was soft and no bumps. So I flew up that bit. And then I just went through the next bit and, and over to the next steep bit, which has got the wheel ruts in. I hit a little bit quick, but I obviously backed it off because there were some serious ledges and holes in this thing. Anyway, I pop up the top. I get up there. I look around. Obviously can't see my mate Philbo behind me. Uh, it was to be expected. Mate, it's about 35 degrees by now. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. I uh, I leave the missus and two kids in the car with the aircon running. I walk back down the track, down the, the big ruts, across the long flat bit, and he didn't even make it up the first, but he's oh. stuck at the, <laughs> the top there. Philbo just didn't quite make it. Uh, he's bogged to the diff, mate, oh. like straight up. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and it's like... 30 cars on the beach oh. and people want to get up behind him and mate i come running down i'm losing stressing. it mate, he was so stressing and me mate philbo does not do stress he's just one of these guys he's not built for stress uh it's and that's that's what's good about him he's a fucking legend yeah. but he doesn't deal well with a stressful situation and mate he was so stressed he's just like he's pride and joy is bogged he thought his car was ruined i get by the time i get there he's he's screaming that's it I'm never full driving again. I'm never doing this again. Fuck this. It's fucking ruined me car. And I'm like, mate, there's nothing wrong with your car. You're just bogged. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. well, so we start So we start digging it out and we drop the tires down. And I get in there and I try to wobble it back and forth with him pushing. And I'm like, mate, we are proper stuck. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll go get the snatch strap. So then I, I go back up to my car. Mate, keep in mind, you know, we've got kids and misses out of the car, in the car pregnant wife you know all the rest all in the in the 35 degree sun mate we're shuffling back and forth i go back up to the top i have to go down that big rutted out beach bit in reverse because to snatch him out i need to you know i, I can't turn around down there so i'm just reversing down this hill down these wheel ruts just yeah it should be right and then i get down there we snatch him out no worries but we've let his tires down Probably too much. Um, Five PSI or something. Yeah, probably. We didn't have... The gauge was up in my car and I couldn't be fucked running up the top yeah. of the hill and coming back down. So anyway, we snatch him out and I was sort of telling him that he should have hit this first bit harder yeah. and he more, probably... He was so close to making it but if it had went at my speed, he would have made it. Anyway, then he's got it in his butt. That first bit didn't have any bumps in it. It was all smooth so you could hit it fast, you know? So then I go back up the really hard bit with the wheel ruts again and get my you car in. You sound like a champion full driver. Sorry, <laughs> oh, mate. just interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I still haven't dropped my tyres and everyone's just... Mate, every time you look up, someone's just there just doing the biggest rooster tails of sand, just digging these trenches, trying to get up. Look, I probably hit it a bit quick the second time. It was this ledger. It was like, boom. And I'm like, oh, that was probably a bit fast. But anyway, I got up, no worries. Then we ferried all the kids and women, left my car up at the start of the track, with the aircon on, they're all piled in there with the aircon on. And I said to me, mate, Philbo, look, just wait for me. And, mate, there's, there's people backing up behind him and all this. And I said, I'm just going to get my car up the top. I'll run back down and I'll jump in the car with you and we'll get you up this next bit. He's like, okay, I'll wait for you. So I run up, mate, dealing with all the family. 
I run halfway back down the hill and then just get the biggest stick through the bottom of my foot. Just one of those ones where it's just an instant flapper. I've probably still got a hole there, probably. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a pretty solid one. It was one of those ones I'm just like, oh, God damn it. One of those real PPE on? No PPE. Sorry, T Bone, to uh, (laughs) fuck you. He's a a PPE guy on the mines. He's a safety inspector. But, uh, mate, I was running barefoot, just big stick through the foot, huge flapper. I'm just running, and I'm like, fuck, I need to quickly shoot back up the car, put a Band-Aid on, this thing's just going to fill up with dirt, right, you know? So I, I run back up to grab a Band-Aid. As I'm putting the Band-Aid on, I hear his pregnant missus at the top of the hill screaming my name, Adzi, Adzi, oh, like, oh, what's going on? Mate, he's had some guy up his ass just on the horn telling him, what are you doing, hurry up, move it. Philbo's already super stressed out that his brand-new car's already ruined, even though there's nothing wrong with it at this stage. And, uh, mate, so he's distressed. He's seen me come halfway down the hill and then walk away. So he's thinking, as he's not going to help me anymore, when I was just getting a Band-Aid for my foot and about to run back down, his missus yelling. I get up. He's, mate, he's just on the other side of these big wheel ruts. He's made it, but his car's stalled. There's smoke everywhere. His uh. missus is like, he's ruined his car. There was, like, Aww. smoke going everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to process it all. It's just all happening so quick. I'm like, fuck, what's going on? This is New Run, Year's Day, right? New Year's Day, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Happy New Year, Happy Philbo. Happy New Year, Philbo. And, uh, mate, I get down there. His front left wheel is just exploded, completely blown. He's Philbo's just, a kook. Mate, no. Nah, <laughs> Phil, well, what? He has been on. He's been on. He's a beer tester, <laughs> official beer tester. Oh, yeah, no he knows way. a lot about beer, not so much about four-wheel driving. <laughs> but, um, mate, he's taken my advice from the first run and thought, I need to go as fast as I possibly can. Hit it with speed. Yeah, hit it with speed. But this, what he didn't realise, he had his tyres down this time, so he didn't need the speed. And it was bumpy, this one, so he didn't want as much speed. And he's just, people are yelling at him to clear the track, so he's just floored it, just got air, just totally buckled his bloody car. The the car's stalled, he's popped his tyre and ended up cracking his nose cone, denting his front fender, his steering wheel, now when you drive down the road is like at a 90 degree angle oh. of where it should be when it's going straight yeah. it's like you're turning a corner yeah he did a total number i felt pretty bad and then we mate we had to change a tire in this little wasn't a car park it was like a pullover bit that everybody uses because someone's coming out someone's coming in and there's just so much traffic coming in. it's new year's day man on this beach it's just a family beach and we're taking up these spots that people are, so people are coming up and they're reversing back and it was this pandemonium. It's like 35 degrees in the sun. We're in the black dirt, changing his tyre in the dirt. And um, yeah, so that was my New Year's Day. Well, so a uh, shout out to Philbo. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, thanks <laughs> Philbo. That's yeah, the lesson. Exactly. Always done w- all of us. <laughs> always wait for ads. They yeah, no, exactly. You should have <laughs> waited, mate. If it wasn't for that stick, none of this would have happened. Well, we- Poor old Philbo. But uh, he's okay. He, he, he slowly got over it. He's got insurance and well, that's good. all the rest of it. And the best part is he's, he's like a welder at this um, tow ball factory in, in Perth in the, in the industrial area. And all the guys in there are always giving him shit about... You know, he's got a four-wheel drive and it's always so shiny and clean. And he's a, he's, you know, he's a punts. And I said, mate, you got some fucking street cred now. When you rock yeah, back yeah. from holidays, it's all busted up. Yeah, Bloody, cool. you're on this spare rim. And yeah, it's yeah. all. Classic story, mate. And, well, and mate, just quickly, three years ago on New Year's Day, I was in Japan with Philbo 
Took him snowboarding. We did the Dorney to beat the crowds. Got the snowmobile bogged? No. He uh, knocked himself out cold in the first 30 <laughs> seconds. Me and my mate Jurak dragged him up the mountain. <laughs> and we're like, mate, we had an early night, New Year's Eve. We're like, first one's on the mountain. Let's start the New Year right, man. We're going to be first ones down. We dragged him down. He was probably a bit out of his comfort zone. Hit a front edge and just went face first, out cold by 7.30 in the morning, New Year's Eve. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's had, he's had a couple of good starts of the years recently. I think, be careful around him. He, <laughs> he seems like your, uh, your X Factor. Oh, yeah. he is. We've been mates a long time. No, he's a bloody legend, Philbo. Absolute legend. Classic. Now, great segue, Adzi. Speaking of legends, Steve Irwin. Oh. Rest in peace, Steve Irwin. Rest in peace. So, boys, um, you've... May have heard about this. Obviously, you've heard about Steve Irwin. Yes. And I may start with you, Billy. Um, have you got a Steve Irwin? A Steve Irwin salute. A Steve Irwin salute. I do, mate. And I was thinking about this today since I saw ads in. I was thinking what makes me feel good and what makes me feel pumped up. And I tell you, especially after last year, I am going to shout out to this weekend, that guy sitting over there, Justin Majix and uh, Mark Lane and Tim Thursk and all the lads yeah. who are stuck this weekend on because the, the small fries is more... It's, You've got to look beyond the heat results. You've got to look beyond who wins and that sort of stuff. And it, it's it's as much fun for, for us older guys as it is for the for the under-10s and the and the under-16s. So I'm going to give my Steve Irwin award to that and the drive around to yelling up Lagoon. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, after you've been away from Australia for a little while, and that yeah. drive, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's easy to experience. The, yeah. the love of that, that drive around, you see it. And so I'm going to give my Steve Irwin award to that man sitting uh, opposite me, Justin Majix, and Classic the drive into Yelling Up. Yeah, nice. Well Classic, done. Mate. Awesome. Justin. Steve Irwin salute. Yeah, I give my salute you to... You give it to Billy? Uh, <laughs> I should. I'll, I'll return the favour. He did help Wait. me out. Special oh, honourable mention to Billy. He went into Coles and battled the, Ooh, the Western Suburbs mums. He got his elbows out in the yeah. aisles for yeah. me. So I haven't been into Coles in three, four weeks. So oh. that is it. That is an honourable mention. So that one. <laughs> sure. but, but honestly, a uh, big shout out from mine. The Steve Irwin Award goes to um, uh, Wayne and Isaac Webb, who did an amazing welcome to country today at Taj's Small Fries. So they're from. There were dandy elders, so obviously the local custodians of the area. And if you've seen the um, Small Fries artwork, it's got a real sort of uh, local indigenous flavour to it. So shout out to those crew and Underlup and the people that have really helped us open our eyes to true Australian culture and heritage here and certainly in the southwest. Yeah, cool. Well said, mate. We pay respect to present past elders. So yeah, great, great Steve Irwin salute. Now, as you can see, you're frothing at the bit, mate. I'm mate. Phil, I, Phil, it's got to be Phil. Well, it's got to be Philbo. It's got to be Philbo. I could easily give Philbo a Steve Irwin salute every week, I, to be honest. He's that much of a... He is a fucking legend. I've been mates with him since I was five. Uh, his mum reckoned I was a bad influence on him, but I don't think I am. No. <laughs> no, Philbo's a legend. Um, mates, it's a pretty obvious one this week for me. Um, it was a pretty easy one. We all love Mikey Wright. He's just the throwback to the 80s surfing Aussie animal that we all love. He's the up the fucking swellian spirit animal, which we're all swellians, obviously. So, oh, 100%. 100%. So, mate, Mikey Wright, 
just steaming down the beach with his mullet flowing in the wind. His fucking rig, he's just cut from stone. He's just, just wait, the run, mate. To see that run, it was, mate, yeah. I can't run like that. His missus is like, you can't save him. Don't fucking watch I'll me. I'll fucking <laughs> do it, mate. Went down there, so, you know, got hammered in that shore break and... And saved it, and mate, we and and then he's been packing a couple of sick pipe bombs as well. So, yeah, fucking mate, if if there was ever a Steve Irwin salute, imagine if Steve Irwin watched Mikey Wright oh. doing that, he just would oh, have he'd, fucking. He'd, he'd be boning. Up. Oh, he'd be boning. He'd <laughs> well, be boning up so hard. Uh. He went pretty viral. Um, I think more Big Americans time. know who Mikey Wright is. All Big of a sudden, time. he was on CNN. Yeah, you know all the big networks over there, and he reshaved his mullet. For, for it, he, did he? he, he <laughs> CNN mullet. He, he trimmed it up a bit. Uh, did he? Yeah, very good. Good for him. What about you, T Bone? That's a classic. Well, I'm thinking Taj Small Fries is on this weekend. I was going to talk about Peter Mel. Yes. That went pretty viral as well. We, we, we will talk about that after this. But surely. I'm going to keep it in the junior flavour. So, this young lady was a 2018 WSL World Junior Champ. Anyone? Want to take a stab in the dark? Hey. Stab premium? Do I have to pay to get this answer? 2018 <laughs> World Junior Champion. Yeah. So I watched her. She's been in Indo this year. Her. Yep. Oh, that's a, that's a good hint. I saw yeah, some a... footage. She's packing some serious cones. Can Pinky, a, pink, Kira, Kira, Kira Pinkerton. There we go. Yeah. What do I win? Do I win a cheeky monkey beer or something? You do, you do, Sick. mate. Yes. You, you get a cube of cheeky monkey oh, minus wicked. a four pack. Now, <laughs> I've got to give it to Kira Pinkerton and uh, just some of the footage and clips that she's been dropping in Indo. Charging massive, big, yeah. right hand bank vaults, can doies, wherever it is. Super impressive. I think maybe 16, 15, I'm not sure. Yeah. Also yeah, packs a pretty tidy air as well. For the wine season, like, oh, this chick's going to kill it. I don't know. She's only in early teens. Same as that Betty Lou Sakura yeah, and that whole crazy. charge, Sierra yeah, yeah. Kerr, man. Yeah. They're yeah, crazy, Kerr, yeah. aren't they? It's their progression is more leapfrogging, not leapfrogging the boys, but it's it's more, it's more progressing more quickly. Exponentially I guess it, bigger. Exponentially bigger. Yeah. Good words, Billy. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, they've got a bit to, crazy. Ca- to catch up to them, to the guys, but... Geez, that whole next generation looks, they look like they're surfing as good as the guys their own age. 100%. Mate, 100%. down the Margaret River Classic, remember that young, she was like 12, Ruby, Ruby Berry? Ruby Berry, yeah. Fucking like eight foot victory at sea, mate. And she went out there and beat a bunch of boys. It's like, holy crap. Competitor this weekend, so look oh, yeah. out for Ruby mate, Berry. You. Pity well, it's not eight well, foot because I'd be backing her then. Well, well just on the female progression thing and i hope you boys get a chance to see it go check it out um a little segue is um girls can't surf i'm not sure if you've seen the trailer for that yeah maybe you'll um, glad you brought it up yeah definitely feature it in a in a future episode or i don't know we'll tee up with jody cooper to have a chat or something like that but um you know just the story of these ladies that fought hard against some pretty sexist sort of times and you know um jody cooper is a true legend of west australian surfing in my opinion and um her story alone um but ladies like that that have paved the way for ruby berries for steph gilmore's for well we're actually hoping to get mel redman in she doesn't know about it yet but me and tivo have been talking about it well, um, believe it or not, um, we sort of rattled off some famous yelling up surfers at the opening ceremony and unfortunately Miss Rel met 
Mel, Mel Redmond. Redmond cars yep. name off mm. that list, but her daughter Poppy's competing in the small oh, cars. So oh, Mel, was, Mel was at the opening ceremony, and cool. again, she was challenging Lane for one of those world titles. Oh, you know, back in the time. early thousands. Yeah, so 100%. Yeah. homage to her as well. Yeah, for sure. No, that's sick. Well, what about um, the uh, Clive Palmer Cup? Yeah, now I that mean, we've talked positive, we for do. anyone out there, you just want to punch fair in the balls or? <laughs> <laughs> T-Bone doesn't punch people in the balls. He's too nice for that. He thinks about it. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't yeah. voice it. But uh, I did, mate. K- oh, Kira Pinkerton. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we're a positive podcast. Well, we would like to think we are. Um, we can we can have a swipe in jest. We can, we can have a swipe. I think as he's got his notebook out. So, oh, yeah, Azzy, I got a have you got a Clive Palmer for oh, yeah, I yeah. say, I'm impressed by... Justin, you're an organised guy, but how are the notes that Adzi's yeah, got? Yeah, he's prepared. Well, uh, they said they were hacks here, but I, I tell you what, there's notes, there's, Mate, there's it, cheeky there's, monkey beer going. This is the yeah. best podcast. How good's this? Our little run, run sheet. <laughs> the boys are well <laughs> prepared they're, here. The, they're underselling <laughs> the it. The shed over, quarters over is well well set up. <laughs> Nacho <laughs> cheese shapes on the table. <laughs> you know, we we like to provide nothing but the best for our uh, clients. No, but yes. Um, Mate, our guests, uh, sorry, yeah, we're not making any money off them, but uh, uh, mate, I would like to nominate the Clive Palmer Award for injuries um, in general. Obviously, I'm injured at the moment, so it's a pretty easy swipe for me, but the reason um, I thought I'd throw injuries, excuse me, in there is because um, when we were down drinking beers, uh, watching the last sunset of New Year's Eve on the grass at Yelling Up, one local legendary surfer, <coughs> sorry about that, by the name of Damien Taco War, was out uh, getting a couple of last waves for the year. And, uh, mate, he is fit. He's strong. He's pretty old. Uh, he's, he's, he's getting on 50. No, he's not that old. But, mate, he's a weapon. He's a weapon. He meditates. He does yoga. He's, you know, you see him in the lineup. He, he's fit and sprightly uh, surfer and obviously highly skilled. But, um, mate... <laughs> He decided to, he was on a single fin, having a nice glassy joy little session. Last wave of the year, he thought, just for fun, he'll do a little coffin ride and just ride in it. Mate, it's only like two, three foot out there. Yeah. Did a coffin ride, lip hit him funny. He's put a uh, grade one tear in his medial ligament in his oh, knee. Oh, <laughs> Doing a coffin ride on the last wave of the year, 2020. So, tax, uh, hope you heal up soon. And I'm nominating injuries for my Clive Palmer Award. Don't do a coffin ride? (laughs) Not on the last day of the year. No. And if you're Philbo, don't do it on the first day of the year. Oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) Shit, yeah. What about uh, you, T-Bone? You got any grievances? Well, yeah, you know me, mate. Positivity all all around. Yep. I I believe, you know, sitting back here in the southwest that the WSL did everything they could to run Sunset. And I believe they did, and I believe they had a pretty robust COVID plan in place. So I'm going to give it to the Hawaiian authorities. Maybe I'm a little bit um, selfish that I just want to see Sunset run. Best you don't go to Hawaii anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure the locals would have wanted to run as well, but um, maybe I'm just a bit disappointed that it got canned. Um, you know, what I'm led to believe, there was a lot of good controls in place, so... I'm going to give it to the Hawaiian local authorities that can sunset open. I can understand Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah. You don't give a fuck about Santa Cruz, but fuck me. Jack Robbo was was going to win. Sunset, yeah, fuck. Bloody contenders there. John John versus Robbo. Exactly. Geordie, the white chocolate, going to prove us wrong. 
I know. So yeah, WA's cool. guy goes good at sunset, don't they? Like uh, oh, yeah. we've Jacob had should be on tour. That we've was had two of them such in a bullshit call from uh, Kelly on his Oh, brother. that fucking lay down, Sally. Yeah, Wish crap. he did his knee on that one. So no, yeah, no, they, no, they no. Do oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm getting a bit angry. It's a Clive Palmer. It brings it out in me, Billy. Channeling is in the Clive. It's those 8% of beers, mate. I'll tell you what was very encouraging and very makes you feel proud to be involved in West Australian surfing is the way that Jacob handled it Yep. afterwards. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. And the way he handled it in the world's media was it makes you feel proud to know the young man. Because it was a tough situation, man. I mean, his whole career was came down to... A lay down, take off, five pointer, and fucking yeah. next minute he's you know, he fading is, into obscurity. Not really, yeah. but you know, yeah. like it's, be, it's fucking there, huge. Mate. It was huge. So yeah. ESPN were following Slater around that week. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. Me, me and it's Slater. So what do yeah. you do? Well, it's yeah. a real positive thing you said about Jacob, mate. But give us a negative fucking Clive Palmer. Oh yeah, oh, I'm going to give my Clive Palmer moment to the West Australian Police Force, and for Ooh. putting speed cameras in the most. Fucking ridiculous yes, places. Yes, I love that. Like between the <laughs> 80, was it, 80 kilometre sign and the 110 oh, kilometre yeah, sign, there's that. fucking nothing there. Yeah. And you just give it a bit of fucking hair going and then, yep. oh, you're done. Put it between Bustleton and fucking Bunbury where people die. Don't stick it where you're going to get heaps I of money. I take it you got yeah. flashed. Well, me mate Mick Wilson did. <laughs> but, um, but it does shit me. I have been called there Welcome before. Like, put it. Put it where people are dying. Don't yep. put it where you're going to get some Where you're going to sneakily get them. Fair point. I, yes. Yeah, I like that, what you say, because I always like, have always thought about it. And and they do it. And it's like 80 here and 110 there. And they put it just before. And you're like, well, really? if I can see 110 in my field of vision, surely that means I'm doing 110. Well, they're not. Or is it after the no, sign? You know what I mean? They're not policing the community. They're just following. I oh, know the yeah. rule's better than you. You're not yeah. policing. The, you're policing the community like you want to keep it safe. Yeah. So, you know, you police it. I but don't think you you're going to... They're just, they're just proving who knows the rules better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get any backlash for nominating speed cameras as being fucks. No, that's a yeah, big, really a big love to call. the uh, police officers <laughs> who do a great job for the Western Home Police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except yeah, for yeah. the speed camera guys. Yeah, it's just the speed camera guys. <laughs> yeah. oh, fair enough, What mate. about you, Justo? Uh, this seems a little bit cliche. It's not really our world or our political system, but I think... Donald Trump's got to be my nomination. Um, Yeah, just, yeah, the world's gone mad and he's the head of the circus, I think. So he's. I heard that he is uh, related to Clive Palmer. Yeah, mate, it would not be closely related. They're half brothers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense to me. Mates, um, okay, so let's get back onto the good stuff. Peter Mel, Mavericks, all that shit. I mean, surely everyone's seen it a thousand times, haven't they? Sure have, mate. Well, exactly. Which one, says Billy, as he walks off to um, drain the main. Um, mate, Pete Mel is the man. You probably know him quite well, I would imagine, Justin, because I've bumped into him a couple of times and I was down um, caddying for TB at, at the Classic and, geez, I just had a chat to him in the car park. He was a super nice dude, like... Really friendly, happy, and he's just an absolute mad dog. Yeah, this is a crazy story. Um, Pete Mel, some people might, you know, criticise his commentary, but 
if you're packing 40 foot barrels at Mavericks in cold water, um, I'm just like so stoked for him. Um, small story about Pete Mel. My uncles used to run a surf company down in Margaret River and um, used to house heaps of Hawaiians and traveling surfers. Which and, company was that? Uh, wet Dreams. Oh, the yeah. best wet, best leg ropes you could ever get. There you go. Best, I reckon. Best hand tides in the, in the no, game. I reckon you know why they went broke? Because their leggies didn't break. Yeah. So no so, one had to buy another one. Yeah. That's, anyway, <laughs> that's, a, that's another episode okay, right. maybe. But yeah, yeah. Um, Pete stayed with my uncles. Um, back when Margaret's was a QS and he was a traveling surfer and all these years on I came back in my role and he recognized me like 15 years on and um, I think he's a great guy and that barrel was amazing like I don't know even to go out in those conditions you got to be prepared to lose it all and win it all I guess but good on him mate that wave I just watched over and over and over I had one night about three nights ago Honestly, reckon I watched it like 25 times in a row. Uh, mate, it was just... When there's a wave like that, I, every time you watch it, you like watch a little different part of it. Like you watch him, then you watch his feet, and then you watch the lip line, and then you, the next time you watch it on the replay, you're watching like behind him, could he have gone deeper? And then you're watching, oh my God, the steps that he took in it. And He almost fell off on that bottom turn. Oh, yeah. Well, there's two steps. Yeah, Yeah. there was two solid steps, man, that um, he went down. And it's so easy from those water angles. Like, everyone's like, oh, he got so tubed and that. And you're like, yeah, he got, it was, I mean, it's pretty tubed. And it's so hard to say when the roof's so high, you can't really tell where he's tubed. Yeah. But then I finally saw a land angle. And it was misty, one of those foggy sort of uh, things where you can't see it that good. But, mate, he was deep in the tube. It just doesn't... Almost from the takeoff. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, And you just... That water angle doesn't show the depth. It shows how amazing it was. But then you see the land angle. You're like, mate, he was disappeared the whole time and came out with a spit. And it was just the hugest fucking gnarliest wave you I know just, it was so i just sick. love to have that just that split second of vision when you're coming off the bottom and Ooh. you're just looking up and this big chocolate brown <laughs> oh man cavern is just Fuck. folding over you it, unbelievable yeah so and good on pete Mal. he follows it up the next day yeah you see the size of that oh, fucking man, thing? That bigger, even bigger Oy. so he got the best wave at mavericks ever hands down and then probably the biggest wave the next day and mate with his son towing him in and Jesus, it got, yeah, his son towed him into it and his son was out there. His son's surfing. a grommet. John yeah, Mel, well, he was surfing. Very handy yeah. surfer. He's, yeah. a, he's a QS grinder and, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I reckon he's 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 got a, got a obviously, good handle on the jet ski. Mate, wow. it was just insane. And then, and then when I was reading all the articles about, you know, he's been surfing there 30 years and he's always looked for that specific wave and is it possible to do it? And you start to really understand what it was. It wasn't just this great wave that he got. You start to really understand, okay, he didn't just snag this. He actually has put a lot of thought in it. And then after that, I started watching all these other waves and different sessions from Mavericks, you know, because there's been good ones, obviously, even just in December. And you start looking at it with intent um, in reference to Pete Mel's wave and go, oh, okay. And you see where they're taken off and you're like, holy shit. It's noticeable they're actually taking off on the other side of that barrel that he was he was he was backdooring, you know. And when you start looking at it and you realise it, it had to be 
certain amount of size and then he was actually back during the barrel that 95% of the waves you see out there they're taking off on the shoulder side of the barrel which is still gnarly but man when uh, just put it all in perspective and reading the stories that how much work he did put into it you see someone like Twiggy Baker who's an absolute lord of big waves when you see him just eating it on the takeoff air dropping that adds more gravitas to uh, to Pete Mel's effort was Kyle Lenny out there Mate, he was. Um, and they, was he guy. on a canoe? Oh, my God. <laughs> on a foil and a wing, wasn't he? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's got to be the best surfer in the world. If you, if you had, think a, he was if on you had a, w- a contest of big wave riding, small wave riding, windsurfing, kite surfing, anything, he'd have to just kill it, wouldn't he? True yeah. waterman, true waterman. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was on one of those 80s-style um, waterbeds that had some boomerangs <laughs> glued into the bottom yeah. that uh, he was riding. But, mate, funnily enough... Um, the Kai Lenny and Ian Walsh and, and the the Hawaiian gurus that rocked up didn't really get a mention in the Surfline yeah. stories and that. It was all Pete Mel and that um, Willem Banks and um, a lot of Mavericks locals that really stole the show. Yeah, Appa- apparently on that real big day, the next day, I think um, the gurus were waiting outside. At, they were calling 4-3 for some fucked up shit like that. And, um, <laughs> and they were really waiting for those ones. And, and the other guys sort of came into the, fuck, I don't know, second or third reef and, and got a few. But, um, yeah, they didn't – they weren't anywhere near as prominent, especially me old mate Kai Lenny. I mean, he's usually – all over it. Front and centre and gets three times as many waves as anyone. And, mate, it was the Peter Mel show. So Classic. That yep. was just um, unbelievable. And really. I, think, I think he's a great commentator. I love he's, him too. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. one of the best. Yeah. And, yeah. mate, like back what you were saying, you know, they give him shit. He can say whatever the fuck he wants now, <laughs> really. And yep. you got nothing, hey? Yeah. You're just like, yeah, that's w- whatever, mate. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I won't. No one's going to argue after that. Yeah. And, mate, just the whole Mavericks thing, I think it's been – you know, breaking like for 15 days straight or something in various sizes. No they just well. had an absolute um, stellar run, the yep. North Pacific. And I don't know, I just find it fascinating. I, I just love watching Hawaii, man. I'm sure we all do. It's always been the proving ground. I just can't get enough of the North Pacific winter. You know, you come home at night from work or whatever and you watch Pipe and you now you're checking vlogs and all this stuff and Wave of the Winner and Vans Triple Crown and they're posting Maverick stuff. It's just that good, man. And and I don't know, for some reason, I always thought as a kid, you know, oh, yeah, California doesn't get that big, you know, whatever. But fucking hell, mate. It, it is so, it so big. There was one photo in particular of two guys paddling out. I don't know who took the photo at Mavericks and they were just it was just a lineup shot and there was this huge swell coming towards them that wasn't even standing up but you could just see the thickness in it and they were just scrambling but it wasn't that there was this thing in the distance man yeah. that was capping freezing cold mate freezing cold Great and, whites. and it, yeah exactly kelp yeah that shit will drown you Zach Haynes love has gone and give that a crack a couple of couple of years in a row yeah yeah, yeah. Alfie Cater went over and gave yeah, it a nudge Alphonse, too yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. big so, shout out to Alfie but um, yeah. it's got to be it's a scary, scary looking yeah, place, man. And then you got the rocks on the inside. And, but anyway, yeah, it's that one photo, mate. It looked, it was a, it looked like they were in the takeoff zone, and it looked like it was like an eighty footer peaking about six hundred meters out to yeah. sea. And it was yeah. just like, yeah. oh man, that photo sent chills down my spine. Yeah. Well, what do you reckon? I think it's uh, we're getting to the end of this uh, episode. Yeah, it's been an absolute blast. Uh, can we have one more chinky monkey? 
Oh, you definitely you certainly can. can have, mate. There's, yeah, there's no can. shortage of cheeky Well, look, if we're going to another cheeky monkey, uh, mate, how about we just give a quick touch up on uh, any social medias or vlogs or anything like that that anyone's been getting into? Has anyone been giving them a nudge? I've been on the injury list, so I've been watching a lot. I can start if you like. Yeah, I've probably got yeah. dinner dinner in the oven, mate. I've probably got to think about going home shortly. <laughs> oh, you dragged us from the uh, you dragged us from the opening ceremony. We're just getting the taste for the uh, this yeah, is exactly. bloody great beer, by the way. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, maybe maybe Ed's could be best go to the fridge. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll and we'll, we'll, we'll what do we rattle through our what favourite vlogs? Is we'll that keep what we're it doing? short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep any, it short and sharp. Okay. Um, any, any vlogs or any yeah, social Griffin, media accounts? Griffin Colapinto's YouTube's yeah, pretty cool. Cola Brothers. Yeah, I really got notes on too oh, well, no you yeah. take it away i'll get you a beer well I, I haven't written notes but i like the little bit of you know sort of behind the scenes stuff that you get in those hawaiian houses it's like hey you see pipeline pumping when it's six to eight eight to ten it's doing second to third reef stuff but what i like to see is um just that stuff that goes on behind the scenes in Same. the in the billabong house in you know Crosby, his brother's a really amazing surfer as Shit, well. Yeah. Good yeah. Um, too. But yeah, um, what I liked about the last episode was probably if you're an AFL player and said some of the stuff he said, you might be getting a fine. I'd just say um, surfers might still need to practice their um, their COVID rules a little bit, but that's all I'm <laughs> going to say. It was a bit of a joke. There was a bit of a uh, photographer COVID fake test thing going on, but <laughs> yeah, was, right. I, I liked it. It was funny. Yeah. Mate, um, the Kohler brothers have been a standout in the world of vlogs for me. Um, they had one, they had one, uh, it was a little bit ago, it was about four weeks ago, but they had this, uh, mate, they're, they're obviously, as we mentioned earlier, just having an absolute cracker jack of a season. They're on a tear. They're on a tear, man. Like, those two, they're just two young kids from the mainland somewhere. They're obviously skinny little howlies and they're just charging, mate, and they're out at pipe and they're getting big ones. All they want to do is surf. Yeah. I have another story if we've got time. Yes. Tell so, me a story. Um, last time the Margie's Pro was on, it got called off and uh, we went over to a, a local restaurant. So I usually share with Ado from Albany and uh, and Ant Esteemed Man. shaper from and Albany. Ant, yep. A legend. And uh, Ant-Man and uh, Boomerat and all the, everyone, you know. And the, uh, the place we went to was shut. So we got a we got a carton, and we thought we'll just drink it here. And all these cars started rocking up and trying to go to the bar. Said, "Oh, it's shut. We just got a carton." And um, Ant Man, I've known Ant Man, but he knows everybody. He does right, everybody. And Steph Gilmore walks past. Says, Steph, come over beer. She goes, "Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna play music in Matt House later on tonight about <laughs> seven. And so we totally got into it and we <laughs> polished off a couple of cartons. By the time we rocked into this house that just there at uh, in front of Prev. We're pretty, you know, sheets to the wind. Yeah. The album was along and everyone was boom, boom. And it was a musical jam. And uh, Tony Moniz was there. I was totally to wow. starstruck to meet him. Steph was playing guitar and Connor Coffin was playing guitar. This is in Margie's. In Margie's. Yeah. In this, this, this guy's house, which yeah. was great. And, we, uh, you know, I took my guitar. I'm a total hacker. And we were like, we'll make a big entrance. We rocked in. We're like, hey, motherfuckers, strum the guitar, <laughs> drink a piss. And they're all sober. <laughs> like Parker Coffin was there Connor Coffin was there Yeah They obviously and, uh, were still On the event At that time No they just don't go Absolutely nuts Right So right. Uh, you know Steph was in control So he kind of Toned it down a little bit Yeah But um, Yeah Griffin All the boys were there And they were totally behaving So yeah, right. I, I don't know but they're, they're good guys 
Yeah. But uh, they and don't. They're focused, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. more professional. Yeah. Well, definitely more definitely. professional than me, Ant Man and bloody uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lane Alver, I can tell you yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, no, mate. They've been having a tear. And um, they had this one section in particular. Um, they had a lot of pipe, but they had this one session just called Raw Second Reef Pipe or something like that. And, mate, it just made me realize how much I love watching pipe in general but especially pipe when it's big and unruly and scary looking. And the raw footage was even better again yeah. because you're not just seeing the makes. You're seeing all the crazy shit that They're goes, taking off on, yeah. the closeouts, the, the wonky ones, Man. the windy ones. And the... it's so big and you just know how gnarly it is. And you watch this raw footage and it was on the Kohler Brothers. It was so sick. And there was just some fucking guru, mate. On his backhand, just packing the craziest closeout pits, like just taking off on 12, 15-foot pipe and just, it was about four in a row, sort of waves that, you know, you'd get maimed or possibly easily killed on, like heavy, heavy waves, and just pulling in. It's like I don't, they didn't know his name. He was just some punter, and I was just, I really loved that raw footage. It was so sick. Um, sick. Yeah. Well, and then, listen, um, lads. Oh, oh, yeah, you got, you got no, to go. Well, well, listen, I'm, I'm conscious the boys have got to set up in the morning. Oh, don't, don't Thank blame you. them. Oh, I've had three <laughs> so too many craft beers and I've planned on. I'm, I'm going to call it. I'm, okay. So let's call it. It's been an absolute blast having you two on. We are massive supporters of, of surfing WA, surfing in general in Western Australia, and it's been great having you on, Justin, Billy. Great to uh, see you been again, awesome, mate. Been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Yeah. Um, Adsy as usual. Any last words, Billy, before we wrap it up, mate? Um, you know, I mentioned before driving around here and meeting these guys and, and, and when I was thinking about the uh, the Steve Irwin salute, I was thinking of things that make you feel proud to be a surfer and I'd really like to shout out to uh, Ty Graham and um, the guys from the lawn up there in, in, in uh, Bali and um, the guys from the Padmar, um, Sammy Mahoney and stuff like that. When the shit was really hitting the fan, and they still do it, like uh, everyone's really suffering through their through their uh, company, not making any money, of course. Yeah, There's no yeah, tourists yeah, there. So no tourists, yeah. But every Friday, the guys would put on hundreds and hundreds of uh, takeaway rice meals. So the, the surrounding community would come along. They'd have, the, you know, the, the staff would have their mask on. They'd pull up on their bikes. Here's some nasty bunkus, some takeaway yeah. fried rice. You know, and that fed hundreds of people around the community that was in Changu Ty was doing that mm. and down in Leggin and Padma Sam Mahoney and the and the uh, Padma board riders was doing that and that was repeated up and down awesome. the uh the the Bali the Bali uh, thing so you know guys like Ty who have been there for a long time and had a you know a success and uh, have made a, a life there they haven't just uh uh gone into themselves and and gone take, you take, know what take. screw it you know I'll be okay They've supported the community, which is really good, and uh, and those Padma guys and the halfway guys, and um, the surfing community in Bali really stood up, and it makes you feel really proud to uh, to know those guys and and to be a surfer. So, uh, you know, Wicked. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, no, boom, that's boom. awesome, and man. Thanks to you guys because uh, you know when you're stuck overseas and you hear these little uh, these little podcasts, it helps you <laughs> reconnect with Stay WA. So, with yeah, good home. on you guys. Awesome. Cheers. Yeah, no, boom, no, boom. Great words, mate. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming in, man. Great to hear that. 
Justin, any last words, mate, before we wrap up? Uh, just thanks to you, T-Bone, and Ads, absolute pleasure. It's been a, a blast. Um, yeah, keep keep this rocking and rolling, boys. I've enjoyed tuning in and um, listening to true West Australian stories, so keep it up. That's it. Uh, same old shit, mate. Uh, keep it positive. <laughs> Drink beer, go surfing, and uh, just stay happy. Exactly. Well, folks, you've been listening to Barrel Surf Podcast. And just remember, stay safe in and out of the water. You. <laughs> <laughs>